For any sized gift before Ash Wednesday, February 22nd, we'll send you my 2023 Lenten devotional booklet. Make a secure online donation at thewordendoors.org or make your check payable to The Word Endures and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. And we'll send you my new devotional booklet for Lent. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is brought to you in part by the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. LHF is a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, dedicated to translating and publishing the books of our Lutheran faith into more than 100 languages for our Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Learn how you can take part in their work at lhfmissions.org. Welcome to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Wheaton. Jesus will end up splitting up families. Maybe you've seen this up close. Sadly, I have. On the one side, those who side with this fallen world and its insanities. And on the other side, those who are holding with the true Prince of Peace. And the result is a family torn in half. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a daily verse-by-verse Bible study with the church, past and present. Pastor Whedon is leading us in a study of the Gospel of St. Luke. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Greetings, people loved by God. So last time, remember, St. Peter had asked Jesus if his previous words had been specifically aimed at the Twelve, and so at what would become the apostolic ministry, or if they embraced all his disciples, were they for everyone? Jesus asks then who exactly is this faithful manager who is put in charge of distributing food to the household. We saw that meant that his words were especially aimed at the ministry whose job is to distribute the food of the Holy Word to the family of God. Jesus proclaims blessed the man who does this faithfully and promises that he'll set him over all his possessions. But if the manager proves himself unfaithful, and turns abusive toward his fellow servants, Jesus says he'll be sliced to bits and tossed out with the unfaithful. Yikes. But then, remember, he expanded it a bit to include all Christians, for all Jesus' disciples do have a stewardship for which they must give an account. He warned that whoever knows the master's will and disregards it is headed for a severe beating, but the one who didn't know it and did contrary to his will for a lesser beating. The point is, if he entrusts you with a lot, he's going to demand that much more from you. The continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter, beginning at verse 49. I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on in one house, there will be five divided, three against two, and two against three. There will be divided father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, A shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky? 
but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Luke 12, verses 49 to 56. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, since you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort from your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So you're ready to ponder today's reading? Let's get into this verse 49. I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. So what is this fire that Jesus has come to cast upon the earth? Is this a reference to the fire of the last day? See 2 Peter 3.10, that will burn all things up? I don't think so. We do better to hear this as Christ's eagerness to cast the fire of the Holy Spirit upon the earth. Remember how St. John the Baptist had said in Luke 3, verse 16, John answered them all saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And when the day of Pentecost would finally arrive, the risen and ascended Lord would indeed pour forth his spirit. And when he did, Acts 2, 3, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Jesus has come to cast the fire of his spirit upon the earth so that inspired by that spirit, the preaching of the gospel would go forth into all the world. And through that preaching, the Holy Spirit would light the flame of faith and love in the hearts of believers. No wonder we sing at Pentecost, come holy fire, comfort true, grant us the will your work to do and in your service to abide. Let trials turn us not aside. Lord, by your power, prepare each heart and to our weakness, strength impart that bravely here we may contend through life and death to you, our Lord, ascend. Alleluia, alleluia. So the Holy Spirit himself is the fire Jesus is so eager and ready to be kindled already upon the earth. But before that can happen, before the Spirit can be poured out from on high, something else has to happen to Jesus himself. And that is what he next alludes to. Verse 50. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. What is this baptism Jesus is referring to here? You get a big hint from Mark 10, verse 38. Jesus said to them, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? In this verse, Jesus clearly equates the cup he has to drink with the baptism he is to receive. And we know then that for him, the cup is the sufferings of his passion. Thus, the baptism he is referring to here is the same thing, his passion, his sufferings. In fact, his being made sin, 2 Corinthians 5.12, and becoming a curse for us, Galatians 3.13. Jesus wants that part over already. Hence, he speaks of his great distress till it is accomplished, which, by the way, is another form of the exact same verb he would use when he cried out from his cross at the end. It is finished. John 19, verse 28. Verse 51. Do you think that I have come to get peace on earth? No, I tell you 
but rather division. We know that on the very night of Jesus' birth, the holy angels had cried out to the shepherds, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased, or, as I think we better translate it, peace on earth, goodwill to man. And this was no lie. Jesus did indeed come to bring peace on earth, but it's the peace of God's goodwill, his favor towards sinful men. It's heaven's peace brought down to earth. Sadly, though, the very advent and arrival of this peace becomes a source of conflict and division. Rather than welcoming the peace of heaven that Jesus would bring, some will set themselves against this Prince of Peace. Hence, verse 52, from now on in one house, there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. Verse 53, they will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. As we've worked our way through the Gospels, I've pointed out repeatedly how often the words from the book of the 12 are on Jesus' mind, the so-called minor prophets. So this is another instance. He's alluding to Micah 7, verse 6. For the son treats the father with contempt. The daughter rises up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Jesus will end up splitting up families. Maybe you've seen this up close. Sadly, I have. On the one side, those who side with this fallen world and its insanities. And on the other side, those who are holding with the true Prince of Peace. And the result is a family torn in half. When the peace of heaven, which Jesus brings, is rejected, then with rejecting Jesus comes the rejection of all who have pitched in their lot with the true king, who have bowed their knees to him. There's an old saying, blood is thicker than water. It meant originally that the natural family bond should outweigh that baptismal bond the church preaches. Christians, well, we know it's the opposite. The bond we share in the water of baptism unites us to something far weightier even than our birth families. Verse 54, he also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once a shower is coming, and so it happens. This seems an abrupt change of direction, but it's actually not. He's pointing out how folks easily read weather hints without even thinking about it, just like Elijah did in 1 Kings 18.43 when, in response to his prayer, that little cloud appeared to the west of Mount Carmel over the Mediterranean. The cloud in the west would bring showers. When you see it, you know what follows. Similarly, verse 55, and when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. True, no? The wind out of the south portends almost always a rise in temperatures, and certainly in high summer, it'll be a scorcher. His point is simply, you know how to observe these natural phenomenon and draw from them accurate conclusions about what the future's going to bring. And then he challenges them, verse 56. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? The present time, the time of the multitudinous miracles of the Messiah, all clearly foretold in the prophets, and now the division he comes to bring also foretold. Jesus is in fact asking, how can you possibly not realize that your king is here and that I am that king and that 
all the rest of what is foretold about my sufferings is now at hand, and that by myself offering the baptism which I'm about to receive, the joy of the Spirit is going to be poured out upon the earth, bringing his fiery joy into the hearts of all believers. St. Cyril of Alexandria said, the way to interpret the present time accurately was to realize this. Here's what he wrote in the 5th century on this text. We might now understand that when, like the day, this world was declining to its close, the great, precious, and truly saving passion would be fulfilled. The door of salvation would be thrown open to those who believe in him, and abundant happiness would be their share. And on that joyous note, we'll call our hiatus for today. Next up, we'll hear Jesus tell his own to settle with their accuser before they end up in prison without the means to pay. And we'll have to ponder exactly what he meant by that. And just as he was teaching this, someone tells him about a bloody act of Pilate who had actually killed some worshipers, mingling their own blood with the blood of the sacrifices they had offered. Jesus will correct a prevalent false notion then, namely, that whenever bad things happen in this world, God's just paying folks back for their sins. He'll mention another instance too, an accident in which a tower fell, collapsed, killed 18 people. Were they worse sinners than those who were spared? Jesus concludes not, but goes on to make clear what our universal duty is as sinful human beings. Repentance, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Till next time, people loved by God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Whedon. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a listener-supported program. You can donate by check, make your check payable to The Word Endures, and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also make a secure online contribution at thewordendures.org. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.